Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 3, Episode 2. Welcome back. Last week we looked at a few new ways of doing things, five tips for having an impact. And as promised, we're back this time around with Part 2 and some advice on putting your inner entrepreneur to work. Uh, This is a little bit about productivity, a little bit about innovation, a little bit about honing your thinking skills, a little bit about figuring out what God is up to in your life, a little bit about, well, there are a couple of things you should be doing every day. The younger you are when you start this practice, the better. But if you happen to suffer from an ever-increasing geezer factor, then the best day to start is today. Last time at the station, I gave you five tips and promised some practical ideas for the first two. So here then are those five tips one more time. Tip one, don't look for a job. Tip two, build both skills and character. Tip three, money comes to those who serve the best. Tip four, despise not small beginnings. And tip five, every day is a job interview. The focus here is going to be on the first two. Don't look for a job and build both skills and character. So if you recall, I was giving advice to a young girl who had chosen a career for her future based on its pay. She was already thinking about her job and her career, and she's not even in high school yet. The advice, don't look for a job, was designed to help her to think bigger and more innovatively for her future. The second, build both skills and character, was a reminder that job skills will only get you so far. The rest is about your human and interpersonal skills. So let's give credit here where credit is due. My advice is based on work by St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Peter Drucker Drucker of Austria, and St. Me. Okay, Peter Drucker is not a saint, but his advice was wise and helpful. And well, St. Me... Well, God's still working on that one. So first, from Ignatius. In his work, Spiritual Exercises, he recommended a regular practice that has come to be called a prayer of examine. It started out as a prayer to look at one's day and one's life, inviting God into it, and helping to make sense of it. Examine, you know, examining our life. Over the years, people have adapted it in a variety of ways. Not all of the adaptations have been faithful to the original purpose, but life has changed quite a bit since the 1500s. Now, I was going to say something like, if you don't believe me, I'll fillip ye with a beetle, which is a 16th century English phrase for I'll hit you with a sledgehammer. But I decided against saying that because, well, the original sounds quaint, I'll fillip ye with a beetle, uh, the update sounds Too violent. Trust me, though, things have changed a lot since the 1500s. See, the thing that Ignatius was onto, though, was that even though times change, human nature tends not to. There are so many permutations that I'm only going to trouble you with the version of the examine that I like to use. I use them kind of as journal prompts. Now, I'm not an avid, everyday journaler, so I'm not going to make you feel all guilty-ish if you don't put pen to paper every day. I don't either. I usually do this a couple of times a week. There are a few things that I do regularly, like almost daily, and I'll get to those as we make progress on this material. 
But for my process of examine, I respond to six questions or prompts. Sometimes I write, sometimes I sort through them in solitude. And you'll notice that they are designed with the assumption that God is present. Now, you don't have to agree with that or use these in that way, but I do. See, these have value, though, no matter where you are in your own walk of faith. Now, incidentally, this is my current 2020 iteration of this process. It's evolved over time, and I expect that it will continue to change as I grow. So, let's start talking through these prompts, and, oh, by the way, thank you, Ignatius. The first one, Ask God for Light. This first one is really about looking at my life with God's eyes and not my own. The truth is I am not very objective about myself. Asking God to turn a flashlight on me and help me see what he sees is both, well, terrifying and encouraging. See, this first prompt can give you perspective on all the things that are happening in your life right now. Are you stressed? Well, there's probably not just one thing contributing to that. Looking at all aspects of your life and inviting God into that process can yield wisdom and really good insights. The second one is give thanks. Now, from my perspective, everything that I have received is a gift from God. Be grateful for it and give thanks intentionally. There's a trend today toward general gratitude these days, which I find really, sorry, kind of silly. It's like thanking the universe, the fates, dumb luck. Sorry, but that won't cut it. I make an effort to personally thank God for the blessings that he has poured into my life. So this prompt can be as simple as, Today I am grateful for such and such. Well, some days I'm grateful for profound things, like my fabulous wife. Other days my thanksgivings are mundane, like chocolate chip cookies, or the smell of hardwood trees as they wake up in the springtime. Gratitude. Honestly giving thanks for things that matter to us. Point three is review the day. Now, this third point begins to sound a bit more like a productivity hack. This time, I ask God to help me look back on the day just completed and help me identify what went well, uh, what went eh, not so well, and how I might sum up all of my efforts over the past 24 hours. The fourth prompt is face your sins and your shortcomings. If you review the day well, you will almost certainly come up with one or two faceplant moments. This becomes the time to really face up with what's wrong in my life and in me. Now, the word sin can feel a bit stuffy and out of touch, but think of it this way. In ancient Greek, the word that we translate as sin means missing the mark. It's an archery term that really amounts to missing the target. Now, if you let God be involved in the process of setting the goals and priorities of your life, it's pretty easy to know whether you've hit the mark or not. This becomes an opportunity for confession and repentance and settling on doing things better during the day to come. The fifth prompt is process new ideas. Yeah, this one grew out of Ignatius, but I'm going to take the blame here. For my advice on don't get a job, this is where the rubber hits the road. Ask yourself, what ideas am I thinking about right now? See, in my world, my work depends on a level of innovation, on doing things better, on reading trends and sorting out how to respond. I'm always trying to be four years ahead of the rest of the industry. 
That's where I found this one to be really helpful. This is your chance to work on strengthening your innovation muscles. List five ideas, five action items, five opportunities or innovations. Sometimes these are new businesses, new products, new services, new ideas, new approaches. Sometimes these are ideas for my writing or ideas for future episodes of Great Ridge Station. Ideas have to come from somewhere. And I've found that if I'm intentional about trying to be creative... I stand a way better chance of coming up with a useful, new, innovative idea. When I set a goal of five ideas a day, I know that four of them are probably crap. Now, that's a technical term, but you probably understand it. But if I do this four days a week, that's 408 possible useful ideas per year. And I've found that sometimes even my bad ideas get me thinking in a direction that leads to new and better ideas. Do this and be intentional about it. And finally, number six, look toward the day to come. Yeah, finally, I look at the day ahead. It involves a couple of things. First, I prioritize my top three tasks for the day. This does not mean I complete them. It's not a to-do list. Some of my tasks are way too big for one day. These are the areas where I want to make real progress. Then, I look at my calendar and what immovable pieces are on my docket. And then, I ask where God wants to show up in the day to come. That's it. That's how I use a 16th century model for prayer to try to make sense out of my crazy, creative, academic life. Now, it also gives me a daily snapshot of my character so I can tell whether I'm making progress toward the goal. But there's one more thing. One more thing I have to recommend. This doesn't rise to the level of a daily practice, but maybe in your world, it could. This one is courtesy of Charles Wesley and John Calvin by way of Peter Drucker. It's called Feedback Analysis. I'm going to quote Peter Drucker here. Whenever you make a key decision or take a key action, write down what you expect will happen. Nine or twelve months later, compare the actual results with your expectations. Practice consistently. This simple method will show you within a fairly short period of time where your strengths lie. And this is the most important thing to know. It will show you also where you are not particularly competent. And finally, it will show you where you have no strengths and cannot perform. End quote. I kind of started playing this as a game a long time ago. It started when I would say to my wife, I knew that was going to happen. And she'd go, yeah, right. Well, I started to write down my hunches, and just as Drucker predicted, it sharpened my critical thinking skills. I learned to think in complex systems and consider factors that maybe people wouldn't see. And it's more fun when I get to say, see, I knew that would happen, and I can prove that I did. So if you're in a role that requires innovation, constant improvement, genuine strategic thinking skills, I think Ignatius and Drucker will be a big help to you. And to all the young women and men who want to make a profound difference and are looking for where they can best have an impact, these tools will be a big help, a profound help to you. Learning and personal development takes self-discipline. And hey, this is a good place to start. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. 
All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.